Welcome to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Wong, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. This is a place where you'll be guided to living your most aligned life so that your truest, most radiant self can emerge. We'll be jamming on topics ranging from spirituality, entrepreneurship, to wellness and lifestyle design, and everything in between that can support you to grow, evolve, and shine, all the while not taking ourselves too seriously. So if you're ready to step into your leadership, break through limiting beliefs, own all of who you are, and expand in abundance, grab yourself your faith cup of tea, and let's dive in. Hey, hey, it's Michelle Wong here for a solo episode of the Sacred Emergence podcast. And what I wanted to dive into today is around deconditioning from the people pleaser, perfectionist, high achiever archetypes that so many of us have. And they can be really, really sneaky. Um, And it's probably not going to be the only episode where I'll talk about it because this has been such a theme in my life um, in terms of like the people pleaser archetype and the perfectionist and the high achiever. I I feel like they all kind of uh, overlap in some way. And uh, even like in the very first episode of the Sacred Emergence podcast, I talked about like you know, releasing the perfectionist tendency and just doing it, right? And that was my first episode, I believe, of this podcast. And the more I have really like be in the experiment of my human design, uh, embodying the manifester uh, energy type, and the more I look at my past conditioning, like it just, I feel like part of my soul's journey as well is like in order for me to to be true to myself, it is requiring me to release this these archetypes, right? And uh, the people pleaser, perfectionist, high achiever, all of that. Um, and like the more I understand my power in my human design and as who I am as a human, Um, and just what makes me unique and all of that, um, it kind of makes sense that these were the people pleaser, perfectionist, high achiever, you know, archetypes was part of my path because this is the, the work that I need to do in order to step in to more of my power and all of that. And so I wanted to share like, Um, more recently, the things that I have noticed and the things that I am doing to continue to uh, release these archetypes or these identities, so to speak. Um, Really, it's, I don't know if they're archetypes, but they're definitely an identity. Um, You know, I used to pride myself in being a perfectionist, right? It's like I, in order for, like, like I have such a high standard (laughs) that in order for me to deliver something, it has to be perfect, Right. And if it's not perfect, then I don't want it out there. And this showed up and even like launching my website and even writing my ebook, like it it would just I would spend past midnight hours and hours trying to get everything perfect. Oh, like this indentation is off, or like, oh, like, well, spelling errors, you know, for a book, definitely I try to catch them, but like little things, like it doesn't matter at all, right? Like, oh, I forgot to add a little space 
you know, whatever, right? But little things like that would keep me up past midnight because I wanted to get things perfected. Um, when really, like, who cares? Like, no one's going to, like, grade me on it, you know? And and it comes back to a lot of it as the inner child, right? Or uh, how we were raised and the education setting and all of that. So I did want to say, like, the people pleaser, the high achiever, the perfectionistic identity, they, I believe, have been survival mechanisms and things that we've been taught. So there's no shame, no guilt in any of this. If anything, it's like we need to embrace these identities as something that really served us and, um, and honor it versus shaming ourselves and loving ourselves through it. And anytime we feel like, ooh, like I'm, I'm hitting like, maybe like um, a discomfort or maybe like I'm feeling like I, I hit like a wound or something like, you know, like an emotional wound, like this is bringing something up for me. It's always an opportunity to go look deeper into it and like, okay, what was the source of this? Um, and then using the tools, the healing modalities uh, to really help, help heal it. Um, and so for me, I can share my experience just as, you know, looking at through the lens of human design. And I talk about human design first because I integrate it with my work. But secondly, it wasn't until I really understood my human design that my world began to make sense. Like it just did. And I've shared this in, you know, previous episodes where it's like, uh, I remember when I first entered my, you know, my birth data into the the human design, whatever, calculate your human design, figure out what you are. <laughs> um, it's, you know, after I punched everything in, I had no idea what human design was. Like I, I knew like there was some type of category or something and it spat out uh, manifester. I was like, cool, manifester. Okay, I have no idea what that means. It's overwhelming. There's, you know, this whole chart with lines and shapes, um, different colors and numbers. <laughs> And like, I could see like, there's like some astrology symbols and I'm like, what in the world am I looking at? Um, and you know, it said not self anger and, uh, what was it? Signature theme peace. And I get, I got the anger. I didn't get the peace. Like I understood the anger, like, oh yeah, I get the anger. <laughs> I was like, peace. I don't know if I can relate to peace. Like what, is that what I'm really aiming for? I'm like, I don't know. I just know that I identify with the anger. Um, and it was like me entering into this new world. Um, but the more I've worked with it, the more I'm like, oh my gosh, this is making so much sense. And a huge part of it is that, I, especially if, for those who are manifestors, have been conditioned to be people pleasers um, or incredible like rebels. You know, it's either it's like either you've shape shifted yourself to try to conform so that, you know, people can be your friends and it's not uncomfortable for other people or it's just like that sacred rebel, right, where it's like F this fuck the world, I'm doing things my way and, you know, take it or leave it my way or the highway, right? And there's, and you know, there's wounding on both ends of the spectrum. And when I really understood my design, part of my incarnation cross is the cross of tension, um, which a part of 
it, which was really uncomfortable for me when I learned about it. I was like, cross of tension, what does that mean? It basically, like to sum it up, is I create tension. <laughs> like when I am in alignment, right, following my decision making, my inner authority, and like doing things that I want to do, when I'm speaking my truth, um, when things are in alignment, I'm here to provoke and to create tension. And that is hella uncomfortable for like a four-year-old, five-year-old who is just being herself in the world. Um, and it's uncomfortable, like it's uncomfortable for parents, authority figures, maybe peers, like kids my age, whatever, when I was four or five. It's really uncomfortable. And I receive that as, oh, this is probably wrong. I'm not, I'm getting like pushback, right? And it's all subconscious. So the result of that is to tweak who I am so that I will be liked. And I just remember moments in childhood uh, when I learned that, oh, if I'm, if I'm nice, if I give in, then I'll have friends, right? So, I mean, there's, I think there's something to be said about being kind, right? And, <laughs> and being social. So there's, I mean, there's like, there's learning, right? Because you have like, children, I, I believe there's stages of development is there's a part, I think it's the terrible twos, right? I don't know if that's, I don't, I don't believe we should label it like that, but where everything is like me, 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 me. And yeah, there's growth there of, okay, well, it's not just you and not, not everything centers around you, right? It's important to, to uh, maybe negotiate and, um, you know, compromise, so to speak. But anyways, like, so it's not so linear and cut and dry. But um, the people pleaser identity from a lot of the manifestors I've spoken with, they will agree. And you don't have to be a manifester to be having that identity of a people pleaser or perfectionist. Like, I think this is like across the board very common. Um, a lot of people identify with it. And, and I wanted to share my experiences around it of things that I've but I've done things that I'm doing even more recently uh, to, to grow from it, uh, to, yeah, to grow from it. And so it's interesting because I feel like with social media, it has almost highlighted or spotlighted these identities even more, especially for entrepreneurs who do have an online business. Um, and I notice a lot like my entrepreneurial friends who I connect with online. I mean, part of their business, part of their marketing is to show up online, right? And to share what's going on, share their products, their branding, all of that. And then there, because of that, there, there, there requires for entrepreneurs to show up, right? To, to be in front of the camera, to speak up, to do a live, right? As part of the marketing strategy. Um, and it's such a, you know, I love entrepreneurship because it's such a great avenue to step into our power, right? If it wasn't for, I'll be honest, like if it wasn't for entrepreneurship, I would not probably, I would probably be online less. I remember when Facebook first came out, I had zero interest in it. <laughs> I was like, I don't need people to know what is going on in my world. Like, I just like, you know, I, I like to connect with people offline, face to face. And it just feels really exhausting to, to have to give these random updates. Like, you know what I mean? Um, and I remember like the big reason why I first joined 
Facebook was because I had friends who had babies and they were posting a lot of pictures on their Facebook account. And I was like, well, I want to see them. <laughs> so that's why I joined Facebook. And then over time, as I became an entrepreneur, I was like, oh, this is a really great way to showcase, you know, our work and who we are and, you know, that we're human, which the human piece pulls in the, pulls in the identity of the people pleaser, perfectionist, high achiever, all of that, like everything's come, everything comes to surface. And so lately I have been, I'll share my experience. So I've, um, I've decided just for shits and giggles and also because I, I see the value in it. Um, one of the coaches that I follow online that I, I really like how she talks about marketing and she is a life coach and a very successful life coach. Um, she has this uh, challenge called a hundred garbage post challenge. Um, and this coach's name is Simone Grace Soul. And the whole purpose of the hundred garbage post challenge is for the next 30 days. So the challenge is you're going to publish 100 garbage posts in 30 days. And she defines our garbage post, anything that you hit publish, like you, 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 you just, you, it has to have words on it. And then anything that you publish is considered a garbage post. And she purposely calls it a garbage post so that it kind of bypasses the judgment of the brain of it has to be a good post. And that's the thing that um, I just loved because for me growing up, right, and there's a lot of, you know, might not, it's not just manifestors, right? I mean, it could be my upbringing, my culture, and um, having to set myself according to some standard, right? Um, all of that that has shaped who I am and the identity of people pleaser, perfectionist, all that. I mean, I check all the boxes, right? And it's interesting because now that I have so much awareness and I've healed so much and I've released so much of the identities of all three, I can see when I look like when I look back, I'm like, oh yeah, I used to do that. And I didn't know that the intention behind it was so that I would be light or, you know, or it just made me feel better and, I wouldn't have to confront issues that, you know, might feel awkward, right? Because a lot of people please their tendency is not wanting to confront, not wanting to make something awkward, not wanting, not wanting to speak our truth, right? Not wanting to call things out uh, because we don't want to make the other person feel uncomfortable, right? A lot of it is like that. And, um, and so I decided to participate in the garbage post challenge because I find myself overthinking, like the overthinking piece, right? And I know I'm not unique here, right? Especially for entrepreneurs, it's like, oh, I want to share something, right? On Facebook, on Instagram, social media, wherever. And, but the post has to be good. It has to be good in order for me to share it. You know, the image, the photo that I share has to be good. Otherwise, it's not worth posting. And I, I'm proud of the things that I, sh that I share and that I post, but I found myself overthinking and to the point where I wasn't even sharing anything on social media because I was like, well, I don't know what to share. Nothing is good enough. Nothing is good enough to share. And, um, and which is all BS, right? But it's like the brain, like when we're wired in the way of things need to be perfect, right? Then we start gatekeeping ourselves. We start filtering our thoughts. We start, if it's not good, then I don't want to show up. And it's an identity that is, doesn't serve anybody because we're all human, 
first of all. Uh, I personally love people in their humanness, right? Because it's like, oh, you're real, right? It's like, okay, I can have a normal conversation with you without me having to be a certain way. I could just be me. And, um, and so with the 100 Garbage Post Challenge, I was like, I'm doing it, right? So I'm still in it, actually. Uh, actually, this week is my last week. Um, I have a little, like, I created, like, a really fun checklist with, um, that can help keep track. And how many posts do I have left? I have 10, I have nine more posts that I have to complete by the end of Wednesday, right? So basically, if you're listening to this, it's Tuesday, so by tomorrow, <laughs> I will be complete. And the really cool thing about it is the things that I've shared are the most random things that I'm like, I don't know, like this, this, who cares, right? Who cares about this photo of blueberries <laughs> that I'm eating, but I will share about the blueberries and I love eating blueberries and yeah, my tongue turns blue, but here it is. There's a post and I will let people know, like I, I let the internet know, the, the socials know, like I'm doing a hundred garbage post challenge, right? And it's so interesting because now that I'm doing it, I notice that most people, they share garbage posts, like garbage posts in quotes, right? Like they'll share random stuff. And to me, they're not garbage at all. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Like, that's really interesting. Like, it's just like, um, you know, years ago, I don't know if it still exists, but like, I think it's called the Humans of New York or something where it's just like a photographer taking photos of people on the streets of New York. Right. And, you know, there's all different walks of life with people in New York City. Right. And like this is normal life in New York City. Right. It's just like we're just we're just sharing what's happening in our lives. Um, and so it's been actually really fun uh, to just share random things like my random thoughts, you know, and I've gotten so much engagement from these random posts, quote unquote, random that, oh my God, this is really fun. And what I love is that I don't think, I don't overthink it. I just publish it. Um, so it's like the results is like, whoa, right? Um, so it's interesting how I was, I used to filter and over filter that I wouldn't share anything at all because I don't have anything good to post, which is total bullshit, right? And then the second piece is the people pleaser, right? So I feel like, um, and then I'm sharing this, I guess I'm sharing this whole identity of people pleaser, perfectionist, high achiever through the online space, through social media. So one is the, the perfectionist, if it has to be good, if it's not good, I don't want to share it. And part of it is like, yeah, part of it is being in the experiment and, the, and in the play. So if this is something that you relate to, you can identify with, I definitely recommend going at your edge and experimenting with something, right? Something that you've always been called to. And perhaps it is doing something like the 100 Garbage Post Challenge. Like I definitely recommend it. All you got to do is commit 30 days. I'm going to issue 100 posts and that's it. Like don't overthink it. <laughs> and play, have fun, make mistakes. It's all part of that journey. Um, right? Because if you don't, then it's just, it's just okay. That was a good thought. <laughs> that was a, a fun what if thought of what if I were to randomly post random stuff. Um, okay, that's a good thought. But if there's no action, right, then there's no opportunity to play and to experiment and to learn. So invite yourself into that process. Um, and the less you overthink, the better. 
Um, and then the other part is to have the beginner's mindset. Definitely beginner's mindset. All of us. I believe all of us, especially adults, right? We've been conditioned to not make mistakes, right? If, you're, if we're not good at something, right, right at the get-go, right, and we suck at something, then it means that we shouldn't do it because we suck at it and we should go do something else, right? Um, and this goes back to the perfectionist tendencies, right? Like, well, if I'm not going to be good at it, why even bother? Um, it's so interesting. Like years ago, I had a friend who was trying to do yoga. And I think she shared on Facebook how like she wasn't meant to do yoga because she wasn't good at it. And then I remember commenting, well, it's not, it's not, yoga is not something to be good at. It's, it's like a journey, <laughs> right? Like, it, and it's just like, this is the mindset that so many of us have. It's like, we're, we forgot that we get to learn, we get to learn something and be bad at it, right? Um, and so having that beginner's mindset of, okay, it's okay for me to make mistakes. It's okay for me to like make mistakes in public. And if that is hella scary, then that's such an invitation to look at, okay, well, what, what, what is that hitting inside of me, right? Um, and there's all these different tools to really help nourish the nervous system and like be gentle with yourself, have compassion towards yourself and kindness as you're going through this. And I'm always like, when I'm doing things that are uncomfortable, it's like, oh, that wasn't the result I wanted. I'm like, eh. It's like, I always go back to like, I physically will massage my heart, my belly. And then like, I, I see that inner child, that little girl who just wanted love, right? And I just love her up, right? All of that. Um, and my, it's funny because my mom has like this, all these little baby, like my photos of me when I was a baby. <laughs> and like, it's on this dresser and I see it every day. And there's this, I think I was one, there's this photo of me when I was one years old and I see it every morning and all I want to do is pick her up, love her up, kiss her, hug her and just, you know, like talk baby talk to her. And I do in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, you're so adorable. I love you so much. You're like the most kissable, adorable baby. And then I realize, oh, that's me. <laughs> and then like, it's such a sweet moment. And it's like, yeah, like this is how we just show so much love to ourselves. It's by loving that inner child that maybe never got the, the attention the way that she wanted it to, right? So this is our opportunity to go back to that by like loving ourselves and talking to our inner child and like just loving her up. So anyways, that was a little tangent, but really like this is how we move through the discomfort. Um, and there's tools, you can use tapping, you can use... Uh, movement, shaking, spending time in nature, and just like feeling into the discomfort and loving that inner child, right? Whatever vision, like maybe for you, when you think about it, say, like, oh, that brings me back to when I was seven, or I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the number five, right? When the child was five years old, when your child, when your inner child, when your inner self was five. Um, and so there's, there's that piece, right? Of being okay with being new at something. And even like, being on social media, right? That it's been such a journey for me. Like when I, I remember like before 2020, I was like barely on the socials. I would give myself a challenge, like a Facebook live challenge. And okay, I, I committed, right? I said, I'm going to do it, right? I have a defined ego heart in human design. Uh, and when I commit, I commit, right? So I'm going to do it. 
And that really helped for me to overcome my fears of doing Facebook Lives, right? Because I committed to it. And I'm like, okay, like I'm not breaking my own promise, right? Um, but I was very uncomfortable promoting myself. I was very uncomfortable selling things. I was very, it was very easy to share a picture of like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm visiting a friend in LA today, right? That's easy. Like the personal stuff is easy. Um, but business stuff or things that are more promotional and sharing my work, like I had to, I had to move through that, right? And it, it took a little bit of muscle building there. And over time, I got better and better at it. Um, new offers, like, and the more we do it, the more we're comfortable at it, right? But it's like in the beginning, I was not great at it. And I had like a lot of like fears of being judged. But it's, again, we develop that muscle, right? That skill set. And there's still a lot of room for improvement for me in terms of like the copy, the marketing, like making sure like, yeah, this is, you know, when I write something, it's it's going to benefit other people, right? It's not just self-serving, right? It's And so there's a lot of like, there's a lot, like business isn't easy, right? There's a lot of things to learn. And I feel like, there's this mentality of because if I'm not good at it in the beginning, then it means I shouldn't do it at all, right? And that goes with business too, right? There's sales and marketing, not easy. There's a finesse, there's, an, there's skills to be developed there. Um, and this is why for, you know, industries like, like network marketing, there's so many people that drop, fail out of it or whatever, like quote unquote fail, because if they don't see results immediately, that's the mindset, right? If we don't see the results immediately, if we're not successful immediately, it means that we suck and we shouldn't do it. Um, no, there requires learning, growth, development, being okay with being bad at something and moving through it, right? Um, and I feel like a huge part of it is it's easy to compare our progress with someone else's who is successful. Like, oh, I'm not like that person. They're getting so, such great results and they've only been a year into it versus me. I've been five years and I'm not getting the same results as they have. You don't know that person's journey. You don't know their background. You don't, you just, you don't know, right? So it's always like, keep your eyes in your own lane. Okay. And the other piece I wanted to talk about is part of the people pleaser in when we were writing posts, right? And I can share that for me. I used to, as part of the people pleaser energy of like, I don't want to offend anybody in what I'm sharing. So I would spend a lot of time like, oh, I shouldn't use that word. And then change it to something more bland, something more digestible um, instead of just being raw and real, right? And like, yeah, this is gonna probably like ruffle some feathers. When I was vanilla, I got vanilla results, right? It was like I was trying to be everybody's friend. I was trying to people please so I don't offend anybody. But then it becomes so neutral and vanilla that it's like the, the messaging just got lost. And it's like people just scroll on by, right? And it wasn't until this year, actually, this year when I started to really express my thoughts and my opinions that I started ruffling feathers. And I'm like, good it's working. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm taking a stand. My voice is being heard. I'm getting responses, right? And like that is something to celebrate, right? And I will say that it did rattle my nervous system. I'm not saying that 
um, it was all like, woohoo, like it rattled my nervous system. And I had to, that's why I created that I am supported meditation. That meditation that I shared was one that I did for myself. Like I came up with it, I shared it because it was like, I felt this energetic, like I needed energetic support. Um, and there were plenty of people who sided with, like sided with me, celebrated. And I was like, great, like this is landing for a lot of people. And like my system, my nervous system got rattled because I was at my edge, right? I was pushing outside my comfort zone. I was sharing my voice. I was provoking people, creating tension because it felt right. It was in alignment with my inner truth that this, this is being like this. I need to share this, right? I need to share this post. And also like the post wasn't perfect. Like there were some things in the post. I'm like, yeah, like I wouldn't necessarily say I'm an expert on this topic, but this is the word that's coming through me right now. So I'm going to use it. And when I, when someone mentioned about it, I was like, I'm not editing it right? So like, I'm okay with it not being perfect. I'm not going to go back in and edit things because in that moment when I wrote it, that was my truth. Um, can you imagine like from like, if we wrote posts five years ago when we no longer agree with it, we're not, we're not going to go back and edit it. That's ridiculous, right? It's like, no, right? And the same thing with like even spelling errors. It's like, I've already published it. It's in Facebook world, Instagram world, whatever, TikTok world, I'm not recreating this whole thing just to correct a spelling error. Um, like really, you know? And that is so like there's this dance of the people pleaser perfectionist, right? It's like, well, who am I, who am I trying to like, who am I trying to impress out there? Like, no, people, people barely recognize spelling errors. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, but anyways, moving on. I'm not writing like a Pulitzer Prize book here. You know what I mean? So those were a few aspects that I have, like just continuing to grow through, right? Like, okay, spelling errors, move on. Yeah, I am not filtering my words. This is what's coming through. And it's still a practice sometimes, right? It's like, I swear a lot more. <laughs> I swear a lot more. And like, it depends on who I'm talking to. Like, oh, I know this person doesn't like me swearing. So it doesn't like swearing or so I won't, Right. Um, like I, I can be respectful and at the same time, it's like, there's a certain point where I am just going to be me. And there's this, there's this dance that I still do. And when it comes to my social media posts and all of that, it is so liberating to just like put it out there. And, and what I actually really love is I'm putting it out there and I'm moving on from it. I'm not going to go back and think about this thing that I just wrote. I'm going to move on. Um, and if people are assholes in their comments, block and delete, right? Use that. If only we had that in real life, like in real life people, block and delete, bye-bye, right? And so these are tools that I've used to just protect my own energy. And so this is part of the deconditioning process that I've gone through uh, to release that identity, to heal that identity of the people pleaser, perfectionist, high achiever. Um, and it's, it's sometimes uncomfortable, but I breathe through it. And you know what really helps? Seeing other people do the same, right? I remember um, Simone Gray Soul, like some of her posts, like there's plenty of spelling errors. And I'm like, oh, and I catch it, right? I, I always catch these things. It's just part of who I am. I catch the errors. 
but do I do anything about it? That's, you know, another story. And I catch all the errors and I was like, thank God she didn't go back to fix it because that just gives me permission, right? To, to not have to worry about spelling errors. And a lot of times I've already published it and then I catch it. I'm like, oh, whatever. I'm not reposting everything. Right. And so having role models that is just the simplest things, right? When I see people post quote unquote garbage posts, I'm like, sweet, right? It just gives, it just helps us in our journey. And so the more we could be role models for how we want things to be in our own lives versus attaching to an identity that doesn't actually serve us in the long run is incredibly powerful for other people, right? And the people pleaser, perfectionist, high achiever it has served us at one point, and there's no shame around any of it because it is part of a past identity, and we need to acknowledge that. We need to say, okay, like I so like appreciate you for being here. If it wasn't for that, right, I probably wouldn't have gotten my straight A's and all of that. Right? Oh my gosh, high achiever, right? And it's like where we are heading the goals, the dreams, all of these identities are not needed, right? And to be gentle with ourselves, right? And I still catch myself like, oop, I had that. Okay, I had the thought. Oop, okay, I totally filtered myself there. That's okay. It's just that awareness. And having that awareness is incredibly powerful. You might choose to like, yeah, I'm just going to let that one slide. I'm just going to let it go. Like, that's just like, I'm a recovering people pleaser, right? I like to see the word recovering because it means that there's still going to be tendencies of it popping up and it's okay. And the whole process is the growth journey and, you know, really supporting ourselves uh, as we continue to grow and evolve and become our, like our truest, most powerful selves. And that's the part that I'm so excited about, right? In my work and in order for me to do my work and, and guide other people, I have to be an embodiment of that, right? And so, and it's not perfect, right? I would not be interested in, I'm not interested in people who are perfect. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it might, like, there's just, there's a discrepancy there because we're all human, right? So anyways, that's what I wanted to share for today, um, talking about just all of the, the, the identities that we have with us and then if, if we're not aware of it it still follows us um and it's okay if that's something that is you know i'm happy in that go for it like you know it's serving you and for those who are like ready to shed that um my one-on-one hd attunement sessions is an invitation to tap back into your power uh through the lens of human design and i have um switched up these sessions they're different from human design readings because I really want these attunement sessions to be more practical more like by the time we end the session you have you have practical steps and tools to just help you along your journey and um, the whole process of it the whole intention of it is to guide you back and help you reclaim remember your strengths and your innate power right and power shows up in so many different ways it's not just like roar like you know like this masculine like 
you know, physical power. That's not what I mean. It's like this innate, like your truth, your alignment, your strengths. What is your soul here to create? And there's sometimes we have these conditions and these masks that we've picked up along the way that no longer serve us. And let's look at like, okay, like, well, what really wants to come through? And what are you ready to start releasing so that you can let your your strengths and your true self shine through more? Um, and so that's the basis of my HD attunement sessions. Um, and I've decided to offer these on a monthly basis, meaning before when I launched it, it was in launch with my overflow program, but I've decided to, to have these one-on-one -on -one sessions um, like per month. Like I have a number of sessions that are available per month um, so that people can have that as a way to move forward in stepping into their power or not even maybe you're already in your power but it's like how can I fine-tune it so that I can align even more powerfully so right I can attune even more powerfully because um, sometimes like you know our the decondition the conditioned self can show up and it's like oh I didn't even know it was there it could be like a blind spot or something so anyways if you are interested in that a link in my show notes and how I've done this is if you are interested in further working with me um, you can apply the HD attunement sessions towards my one-on-one mentorship um, and I have structured my one-on-one mentorship to be mostly through Voxer Voxer is a it's an app that you can download where it's like it works like a walkie-talkie um, but it's incredibly powerful and um, so I love holding space for my clients through Voxer and if you're interested in having like a block of time where you know a coaching call or a mentorship call for 45 minutes then you can um, pay a la carte for those um, and this is only the a la carte sessions are only available for people who are in the the Voxer mentorship so all the details are in the show notes and yeah that's what I have for you today if you appreciate this episode please share it uh, please subscribe um, I love you all I appreciate you all and uh, more to follow this I guess this new season I love the people I've been interviewing. I mean, I loved all the people I brought on in the podcast, but especially this season, um, I've been very selective of who I've, I'm bringing in and um, I just love the conversation. So if you haven't tuned in, uh, make sure you do. The, the conversations are so powerful. I, I love like the depth and the wisdom that all of the people have shared so far and it's just such a, such a gem. So Anyways, love you so much and I'll talk to you soon. Cheers! To help you feel more supported and nourished in your body and nervous system, you're invited to download the free I Am Supported meditation in the show notes. May you feel grounded in who you are as you become the fullest expression of yourself. Thank you for listening to the Sacred Emergence podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and thank you in advance for sharing with those who can benefit. Until next time.